What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, world? Back again. It is the Country Rap Report. Your boy, Big XL. What up, what you do, Spank? And y'all know what you're watching. Y'all watching your favorite review show. We give you our opinion, our reviews, our expertise on some of the dopest country rap videos around the country. But we also give you exclusive interviews, and we also give you this very, very educational, entertaining, and enlightening thing called the Music Industry Playbook where we educate you on how to further progress in your music career. And that's what you're watching today, an episode of MIP, Music Industry Playbook. All right, now, with this, we do something called straight Mm-mm. out the inbox. Fresh out the inbox. Fresh out the inbox. Yeah. Where hashtag. we... Hashtag. Hashtag. Fresh <laughs> out the inbox, where we take your questions that have been inboxed to us, and we answer them live on air. We do not call anyone's name. That way we give artists discretion because you might not want people not knowing that you don't know this shit. Right, right, right. You know, so we're not going to... But if you're an artist out there, please watch the show, especially when you see it's a MIP because we might just be answering your question. All right, so this is not a question. This is a statement, but this is something I want to start the show off with. Um, Episode 140. On episode 140, we reviewed a gentleman's video by the name of Tyler King. The name of that video was, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, called IDKY. In that video, Spank did not give it a a score because the copyrights of the song actually are owned by someone else. Right. Um, Mr. King has inboxed us and said that he actually paid for the lease of the beat. He actually paid to lease the beat. Okay. So he didn't ask a question. He just wanted us to know that um, I paid for the lease of the beat. Um, The song is monetized on my page and it's on my Spotify. Mm -hmm. So with him saying that, and I don't think he would inbox us to say, to tell a lie. I mean, I'm sure we can go to his page and and, and when he says monetized, I, I cannot believe him. Right, it's, right, right. It's definitely on his Spotify page. It is on his project. So my question off of what he's saying is, how is that possible if you pay for the leasing of a beat? Did someone trick him? Did someone trick the artist? Like, it, it sounds like a potential mess. I would, this, I'm going to guess that the beat was a splice. That would be my guess. That would be the only reason why they sound so similar. And splices are, I hate splices. Splices are pre-made loops and samples um, that are found on a website. And producers go there usually for inspiration. Um, but some producers that are somewhat lazy will go there to not just be inspired, but actually use those splices from other samples, packages, and make their beat out of it. Um, and then they'll turn around and sell the beat. What you're supposed to do is just use it as inspiration and then come back and replay whatever that you heard on there for however you want to do it. Because that library is open for everybody. But because it is open for everybody, whoever uploads it first has the rights to it. Um, And since these Splice people have not done pure uploads of their sounds and sample catalog or sounds and sample library, now whatever musician does it first, they now have rights to it. Which is why I said in the 
bottom of that YouTube video, it somebody else claimed rights to that song. Yes, you probably did pay for the beat. Probably got an exclusive. But ask that producer where they got the music from in the song. And it will, it will probably come from some sort of warehouse. And it'll be the same warehouse that these the original people or the original rights holder that was listed on that YouTube video got theirs. Like, and I'm and and yeah, it's not on him. He did what he was supposed to do. It's not even really on the producer. It's more so on these um, opportunities that are out there for people to be lazy, and that ain't on him. And it's, it's I, I can't not give it to the producer because they didn't switch up the sound. It's just these things happen throughout the industry so much. Um, I'm, and I, I know that they're out there because I was the producer at one point, but I, I, I wasn't going through sound libraries. So I didn't have that opportunity when I was making music. It wasn't until Fruity Loops was invented, and then they had these libraries that was already in there for plugins, and then you could just use those, but you know, you, you, you use it as a base as you were supposed to, and then make whatever on top of that base and remove the inspiration. These guys are just using inspiration and just putting it out there and leasing it as if it's theirs and they're not supposed to do that. All right, so what would be your advice to the artist? Make sure that the music that you're getting is cleared. Uh, ask the producer, where'd you get the music from? And if they didn't play it, you need to know the source because the source will be the person or entity that would come after you to reclaim that intellectual property. Okay, so even though he's monetized at this point, he still could be facing a possible issue? It, the issue is he just ain't going to make no money off of that because the original rights holder is going to make the money. Like the money is going to go to them because they have claimed it. On this, on the YouTube, that claim is there. And until the claim is removed or he disputed, it, and I don't think he can because first is first. Um, and there's nothing he can do about that. Now, he can make money off of the other DSPs as much as he can until somebody comes and claims it on that side. Like all of the algorithms aren't crawled at the same time by the same entity in the same way. Um, Spotify, the, matter of fact, it does, it's not even done on, I'm, and I'm talking about on DSP side, on the distribution side, it's not even claimed the same way. They're done different, they're completely different. Uh, TuneCore will be, you come in, TuneCore would be where if you wanted to upload something and somebody already claimed it, it was already out there it, in the world, um, they give you an error and they tell you like, this is already out here. You cannot claim it because it's already out there. Um, DistroKid used to do it. I don't think they do it as much because I'm, I just think they just want to take as much money from people as possible. Like there are certain distributors that will give you that flag from the beginning uh, so you don't make any future mistakes. Uh, but then there are other distributors that's like, you know what, this is on you. You need to figure this shit out. So they'll allow you to upload whatever. And then whoever claims it on that side, then you're screwed. But I, I, I know Asset doesn't do that. Asset will let you know, like whenever claims come back, you'll get an uh, email from them and say, hey, uh, such and such is claiming your record. You know, you need to see about that. Or there's errors in the upload. You need to fix that. And he'll tell you what those errors are. But, you know, everybody doesn't do that. And everybody, um, everybody doesn't care. You know, so I, I, it really depends on what level of professionalism you want to go about dealing with putting your music out there. Okay. All right. On, on another thing, here's the thing. Let's say, and, and I, I saw a, a tidbit of somebody else saying the same thing the other day, and this is relevant relative to what you just said. Um, let's say Homeboy, who still makes beats, right? Yes. Uh, homeboy put out an email 
with 20 beats in it. And he sent it to 20 people. He's like, you know, I got 20 beats, 20 exclusive beats for you. You know, uh, and, and, it, and it'll cost you two grand. But he sent it to 20 people. It's not 20 exclusive beats for you because he sent it to 19 other people. Now, if 19 other people bought the same package, those the, 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 second, the second person bought it, it is no longer exclusive. It's, it is now you and that person with that beat. And then when the third person gets an exclusive, see, the exclusivity only comes about when, until somebody buys the exclusive rights. And this is, I'm talking to all the producers out there. And if you're an artist, you need to understand this. This is how the game works and in, in the entire industry. It doesn't matter the genre. I got 100 beats. And I'm going to take, no, I'll take it back to the 20 that Homeboy got. I got 20 beats. I'm going to, I now lease them all out. All 20 are already out there into the universe. But let's say um, Wiz Khalifa comes about, you know, like, I want, I want this beat and I want nobody else to get it. It is at that point when he buys it, it is now an exclusive. The exclusive starts at the time that you buy it for the date that you are getting it. And it is going forward. The exclusives or exclusive rights are never predated. You can't go back and say all of these other people cannot have the beat. No, their contract is still valid when it, the, the, their contract predates yours. So now you either have to one contact these other people and let them know, like they can't have rights to that music anymore which in turn, you need to give them another beat in replacement, or they need to nego- you need to negotiate with them what the buyout right, rights would be for you to buy back those rights from them so that they can take the music down from wherever it is and Wiz Khalifa can have the exclusive going forward. But exclusives, I know producers do this all the time. Um, exclusives is just another way of you upcharging for something that you've already done. Like you, you know, if you're an artist, you don't need exclusive. Just get the normal lease. A normal lease is sufficient. Only time you get an exclusive is is when you know that producer and you or him and are in the lab at the same time and working on it. So you know for one hundred percent of uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that's an exclusive. He made this for me. He and I worked on this in person. Mm-hmm. Why? And we recorded this song in the lab. So nobody else is going to be able to get this after this because I'm going to put it out on my album, and he knows that. Those are true exclusives. Everything else, you rolling the dice if it's an, if it's an exclusive or not. And I don't bank on exclusives. I, exclusives. So when I hear exclusives, I just be like, man, you ain't gonna upcharge me, friend. Like that's that's not working for me. Like I, you ain't. This the hustle in the industry, and I, I understand it. I respect it because you get hustle from the from the publishers and the labels. So you you just returning the favor. You shuffling around the hustle. But I, what we need to understand is how we need to take advantage of our current situations like the as artists or as producers or as labels label heads or as ARs or wherever we are in the industry it's all about uh, leverage and what that leverage is and you as an artist you need to understand and I'm talking to you guys specifically uh, understand how you need to be going about leasing beats lease a beat don't go after exclusive unless you can get that dude in the studio and you see him make the beat from scratch you know and then it's an exclusive and then technically you still ain't got to pay for an exclusive rights quote unquote fee you can still just pay for the lease because he made it in front of you and whatever that is like all of that is still relevant i'm not a fan of how the industry is ran in 2022 um and 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 it seems to be running rampant but there's nothing i can do about it just i just try to tell people how they can take advantage of whatever opportunity they have in front of them
All right. Well, that's definitely, um, and I'm sure the artist is listening and, um, hey man, even though you think you're going to get some money, you might not, because somebody's right. going to get that. Right. So be careful, man. Um, and it seems like gone are the days of artists getting together with producers making beats. And I know a lot of that's about travel and it's just easier now to send a person a beat. It is. It, and then, and in a digital age, it's, it's just a product of our time. There's nothing we can do about it. Unless you can get that rapport with that producer and you get in there and y'all create, or y'all just go through whatever process of creating, you can do that from a distance. You just got to understand and know that this is my guy or, or this is my guy on the other end. Vice versa, y'all got that relationship. It's about trust. Okay. All right. Fresh out of the inbox. When should an artist consider getting a manager? When should an artist consider getting a manager? Shit, it ain't even up to you. It's up to whenever the demand is there. You know, my look, you just, <laughs> so the answer you just gave as a manager. Right. And when people ask me that all the time, when should I get a manager? My question to them is, when you got something to manage. Right. <laughs> when when there's a demand for a manager, like, oh, I, I like that over there. I might want to manage that. Okay. You know? <laughs> hey, we're coming from a different perspective. Of course, I used to manage, too. But, you know, your your level of management was greater than mine. Let, let, um, let, 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 let me, this is, I asked this question. I, I want to, I got a couple of things I want to say. Okay. And I hope just not artists of country rap watch this video. Okay. Listen. Managers means we manage the situation. It does not mean we create the situation. I want you to look at it as the most lamest, lamest term, lamest term as possible. If you took a job managing McDonald's, you're like, hell yeah, up in the managing McDonald's, they're going to give me $100,000 a year. When they tell you to go buy some hamburger patties, what is your answer? Hell no. It's McDonald's. Ain't my job to buy no damn hamburger patties. <laughs> you asked me to manage it. Now, when the hamburger patties come in, I'm going to make sure I got the proper people in place to cook them, put all the ingredients on and get it to the customer. Right. A lot of people, y'all, first of all, the question is, when should you hire a manager? When you're in a position that there are things that are taking place that you need someone else to handle that for you, that way you can focus your energies on creating. And and that, well, that's the short answer, yes. Well, I'll, I'll elaborate. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Um, it's really, it's not a manager's job to kick in on studio time. That ain't a manager's job to kick in on shit. Right. We ain't got to come out of pocket, fam. As a manager of McDonald's, you're not paying for marketing and promotion. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But as a manager of McDonald's, you are communicating with the person that owns this, bit, this, this company, letting them know what you think will be best when it comes to marketing and promotion. Right, right. And so the answer to the question is you should create get a manager 
when there's something to manage. A lot of people think managers' jobs are to create opportunities. It is not. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a, a superstar manager or a very astute manager who's in a position that their name or their can create opportunities based off their previous relationships, that's a plus. But it is not your manager's job to get you in magazines, to pay for studio time. That's PR. That's an investor. Keep going. It is not. A manager's job is to make sure everything is handled and put in a strategic way for you to succeed. Mm -hmm. The manager ain't got to cook the hamburgers. They might get back there and flip every now and then. As a manager, I DJ for my artists. If I had to. Right. As a manager, I passed out flyers for my artists. Mm-hmm. If I had to. That's street promotions. Okay. If I, as a manager, I made sure my artist's ass was at the airport on time and checked him in. Travel. Yes. That's a travel agent. Yes. But none of those things were my job when it comes to managing the artist. I just done that to make it move more efficiently and because of the budgets. Now, if the budget is in place, as a manager, I'm going to get a DJ for them. Right. That don't come out of my money, though. Right. As a manager, I'm going to find someone that's going to get you in the magazines. Right. But if that person requires a fee, that is not my job. It's my job to discuss with you to let you know that it's best for your career. Mm-hmm. Because this is what you artists don't understand. Managers work off 10 to 20%. Right. Anything else that you're paying a manager, you're getting screwed. Agreed. Uh, we can stop right there. You can stop. Because I get I get people all the time. How much you charge the manager? I'm like, bro, how much you and just out of shits and giggles, I'd be like, how much you willing to pay? He's like, well, I could throw out about $2,500 a month. I was like, nigga, you a fool. I ain't, you don't pay nobody to do none of that. You don't want, you ain't, sound like you don't need a manager. Sounds like you need somebody else to do other stuff. Uh, so let me know what you think a manager is before I give you the rest of this answer because I already know that your vision of what you think I need to be doing is already screwed up. Because I, I and we can't go in this conversation with the, with the potential relationship developing off the rip, we got bad energy because you think I'm supposed to be doing X when I know I'm only supposed to be doing Y, but because you think X is what I'm supposed to be doing, we're going to have bad energy. Let's just get it all out there. So most artists have everything that you just said wrong. Most artists think that it is the manager's job to go out and find them opportunities. Most artists think it is the manager's duty to uh, whenever we ain't got enough people to carry bags, the manager's supposed to do it. And not only that, are you not supposed? Are you supposed to carry the bags? But you're supposed to book the flights. You're supposed to be the driver whenever the car or the Uber gets there. Uh, now you moving over the driver. You driving now. There's all kind of stuff that, that it's just this warped perception of what managers do. Manage managers manage. If you ain't got shit to manage, you don't need a manager. And until and until you can't manage it yourself, you should not be looking for a manager. A manager will come along 
and they will get they will have the right energy for you so and, and you will gravitate towards it and they will come along at a time when you know that you need them you might think that you want one right now but you it ain't a necessity everybody over here can manage their own careers in country rap without a doubt you don't you need other pieces to facilitate some stuff you need pr um, you need promotions, you need advertising and marketing, you need all of that other stuff that a manager would manage for you when, came, when, when an opportunity arises, but it isn't a necessity right now. Right now, you need to be focusing on your music, and we will continue to give you music industry playbook instructions on how you can facilitate your career uh, without the use of a manager, because it really, this is, music industry playbook was my way of giving manager insight and music industry playbook uh, uh, plays so you guys, as artists, can move around without someone coming in, quote unquote, managing things. You can manage it yourself. This is the entire gist of why Milk was created, and and why I, I I've had man, uh, I had a my manager app. I've had um, all kinds of things where you could just download the proper paperwork. So you wouldn't need a manager. All of it would be in the app and you would just facilitate. It would pre-fill out everything that you needed and then you would send it over to whoever. This is everything from split sheets to booking information, all of that stuff. It was all there. But the, but the more I dug into it, the more I was like, these guys are probably going to mess this up too because they still don't understand their role in it. They they think they they know the role of somebody else's, but they don't. They're not getting themselves right, which is why I've always focused on artists being artists. Get that right first. Once you get that right, now you can take take a step back and look at the other people that are around you and see what roles they can play. Your manager would be somebody that has your best interest at heart. All right, let me give off these definitions of the word manager, and hopefully. And I think this is something a lot of people don't understand about manager or don't want to understand. Right, right. The definition of manager. Now, in a noun, a person responsible for controlling or administrating all or part of a company or a similar organization. Okay. A person who controls activities, business dealings, and other aspects of the career of an entertainer, athlete, group of musicians, etc. A person in charge of the activities, tactics, and training of a sports team. So you are in charge, but there's nothing in there about spending money. None. 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 <laughs> None of it. Managers are people in the organization responsible for developing and carrying out the management process. Yes. The four primary functions of managers are planning, yes, organizing, yes, leading, yes, and controlling. Yes. So as an artist, ask yourself, when do you need someone to plan your stuff? When you can't do it. When do you need someone to organize your stuff? When you do not have the ability to do it. When do you need someone to lead you in the proper direction? Mm. When you see that you are taking the wrong steps or stuff that is setting you back. And when do you need someone to take control of your career? When money starts to be involved and it becomes a burden for you to do any of the other three. That is when you need a manager. So we answered that question. Yes. So 
Now, this is my question to ask on top of that question. Well, well, I'm going I'm to do a little tidbit on what you just said. The celebrity manager, that seems to be the thing now in 2022. And, and, and now that it started probably a couple of years ago, but managers, again, we're going to use that word leverage again. For you to bring in a celebrity manager, you're using him as leverage to get you into opportunities, but he's also using you too. So you got to understand that those levels of relationships, they, they go back and forth. And it's all about what I can do for you and what we can do for each other. You know, as you're on the ground up, uh, and most of us over here in Country Rep are, we need to understand that somebody over in your crew right now has your best interest at heart. I don't, I don't, you do not need a yes ma'am, miss man or yes woman. You need someone that is going to lead and is going to plan and give you the proper insight on how you need to move forward for the business sake. There are, there's two types of managers too. There's a personal manager and there's a business manager. Your personal manager is probably going to be somebody's like a relative. You know, those are people that are going to give you the insight on, you, you don't need to be doing this because it's a bad look, you know, because it's going, it's going to set you back or the family was going to look at you this way or that way. Like it, this is all internal. This is all, they're going to pull on your emotions. Your business manager though, they're going to lead with the money. It's all about that. Those are the people that are going to have the insight of, but this is what we need to turn the biggest profit. Two different people. And I don't, it's very rare that you're going to get somebody who's going to do both leading from a personal and on a business. Whenever you do get that, then that person is an asset for you. You need to definitely keep them around. They might not be manager material. They might be CEO material to run your label, or they may be somebody that's going to take care of uh, advertising and marketing or merch. They, they have a place for you, but the whoever that manager person is, they need to be stern and you need to listen to them. You do not need to debate with them uh, you need to take whatever they have to say and follow their instructions to the letter because you are you are trying to take their words of advice and moving forward in business and trying to be profitable. A lot of us over here in this space, and in, I'm talking about in the music industry, think you tell the manager what to do. That is the absolute false thing to think. You don't tell the manager what to do. And, and it, when it gets to the point to where you are telling them their job, then you really don't need them. You, you really need to be rethinking, like, do I need them now? Because now you're just giving somebody 20% for you to tell them what to do for you. Like, you don't need that in your career. You don't need that in your space. You need to be reevaluating re re that, that whole scenario because you're, you're wrong. Um, you need to get somebody that's going to be um, a leader, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't tell the leader what to do like that. What, where, where are you guys thinking like that? And then that's been a misconception throughout the entire, my entire career. Like so many people get the notion of trying to tell me what to do. And I'm not just, not just talking about managing artists. I'm talking about managing projects, et cetera, et cetera. Like you, if, if you hire somebody to do a job and they're supposed to be leading and yet you continue to tell them what to do, why in the hell are they there? Like you're, you're wasting their time and wasting your money. It, it makes no sense. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. And um, to add on to that, also in that question is, should I find a manager or should I allow a manager to find me? They'll find you. 
You can find, you can start looking for people or looking. No, no, I'll take that back. They will find you and then we'll find you and come along at the time when you need them most. And, I, and I'm pretty confident in that. Don't go looking for somebody. Um, and, and when you need them most is, is when you cannot facilitate things and somebody is going to come along with the right energy. You got to feel this vibe. It is, this is, it's got to be, so, if you don't get the right energy, then it's, you're going to always have that, is this the right person for me type of vibe? Or should I really listen to them type of energy? You don't want any of that, you know, because it it just festers around and it turns into other cancerous types thinking, like, and, it, and it's ne- negative. You don't want any of that. So if you cannot 100% in your gut, in your spirit, feel like they are what's doing what's best for you, then don't bring them on in any sort of way. Okay. All right. All right. Next question. Next question is, how does an independent artist go about shows? More specifically, acquiring stage setup, equipment, a DJ, band, etc. Oh my God, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, um, let me let me start this, and then you can. Um, okay. Let's take questions. When it comes to number one, that's kind of a hard question to ask because your stage situation is going to be different depending on the venue. You might get booked for a venue that's only adequate for a DAT player or a CD player, or which would be a DJ. Right. Um, you might get booked in arenas that require you to have a band. Um, so number one. I suggest that you start to piece things together in anticipation of shows and have it situated for all. Don't just have a band stage show and get booked for a place that doesn't can't hold or accommodate a band. Agreed. Don't, and, and they got to they got to budgetize that thing too now because yeah. them, them, those other people cost. I go on top of your performance cost. You still got you, you added a drummer. You added a, a lead guitarist. You added a, a, an accompanying guitarist. And you added a keyboard player. And you added a DJ. You added five more people, fam. Now, like, like yeah, out of them five, all of them want to get paid. Out of them five, you got to feed all five of them. Your expenses just got multiplied times this many for every event, for every day that you're out and about. So if you got to feed all of them, let's say on average, on the low end, they're $30 a day. On the high end, you're maybe about $50 a day. So this is, uh, let's just say 40 bucks, 40, 80, 120, $160, $200. $200 a day just in food. Just because you want to add a, add, a, add a band to your set list. Um, now we got room and board and a, a decent hotel is $100. And I, you know, and it's, I, everybody don't like sharing rooms, you know. So, so if if all I want their own room, a hundred dollars a piece, you just added five hundred more dollars. So we're seven hundred dollars already just for getting about, for lodging and food. We okay now. You got to move the drums, you got to move uh, the two guitars, uh, you got to move the DJ equipment. Um, what else? Are that drums, two guitars. DJ on the keyboard. The keyboard has got to have his keyboard. So now you need an equipment trailer to pull this stuff or at least a big enough van so all y'all can fit in 
So if it moves, so now you gotta you got that's that's a rental if you don't already own the van. So that's another expense. Now all of y'all gotta move your asses. So you gotta get gas, and gas right now is five dollars a gallon. So so, so so we're moving five dollars a gallon from from A to Z, and then you got to get back, bro. You are elevating your budget, and you ain't even hit the stage yet. We're already at seven fifty eight hundred dollars. Like, did, be smart about it. Like, do, start out small and work your way up. And you you don't work your way up until you can afford it. No, you don't work your way up until they can afford you. Yes. To be able to bring that in, and all like Vic said, all venues don't have to have that. Like now, yes, it's, it elevates your stage show. That's a guarantee. But you ask the the promoter or the venue, like what what's in the budget? Because if you want me, it's gonna cost this. But if you want a full set with a full band, it'll cost this. And somewhere in there, they might try to work it out. They might not want a drummer. They might want a guitarist. They might just want one guitar and one guitar one uh drum. They might just want a guitarist and a keyboardist, and the rest of you play it off a track. Work all of that in. Negotiate that stuff. But there's, don't like, in in your writer, and uh, we talked about what a writer is before. But in your writer, you need you need a technical writer so that whenever they want or whatever they have to accommodate you, then they can check it off, and then you will know like, oh, I don't have to bring my drums from Kentucky to West uh, Texas. They got drums out there that I can use. So they they. That's that's an expense you don't have to incur. Um, they got a, the guitar, they got the same guitar that my guitarist has, and we can we can use theirs out there at the venue. He wouldn't have to travel with that. That's less expenses. We ain't got to put that in the van. And now instead of getting the van, we can get a small SUV. Use your brain, bro. Look, evaluate all of that stuff and be prepared. I, I think I am going to put those that paperwork out there of what a writer looks like or what it should like, just so people can use it uh, in their careers over here because we need it um my answer would be my instant answer would be create the simplest form of entertaining stage show possible um definitely have a dj slash hype man someone that you can bounce back and forth with that can keep your music have someone that can control your music that's what you don't want to show up and you got to control your own music or you got to depend on someone to control your music now you don't want to just show up you and your manager and oh well, we're gonna use the house DJ. No, unless your manager is your sound man. Yes, you know, so that would be the only way that would be sufficient because you don't you don't want to rely on the house sound man. That's not not to control your sound. That is that's a recipe for disaster. You know, you don't want to be high like um. Give me number three. Give me number three. Right, right, and, and bring your ass sound check. Yeah, there's that's not a that's that's not the, up for debate. Sound check is a must. And if they don't have a sound check, ask them, can you do a sound check? Yes. Yes. Don't walk in the blind situation. Know what they have there. If and like Vic said, like Vic said in the last video, get your money at sound check too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't wait. Don't wait till the club get ready to be open or whatever. No, I'm here. Pay me, or you won't see me again. Yes. You want this to be less. This is fun. It's not supposed to be stressful. You're right. not supposed to be out there on the road. There are going to be things that's going to happen that you can't control. So control everything you can. So my thing is um, basically start creating your show in your head mm-hmm. and just start small. Then it mimic, you know what? YouTube shows, YouTube concerts, see what certain people have and mimic it. Right. You know, um, if you have a DJ, that's a hype man. Have someone that can back up your vocals. 
That's important. Don't, you know, don't be rapping. And you can imagine have someone that can get the bitch. Have someone that can beat that show up. Hype man. And your hype man dude. can be your DJ. I saw, and you know, I, I hate it when rappers rap over their lyrics in the show, but I saw that over in country rap and I was immediately disgusted. I was like, bro, y'all, it, why don't you have a live track? Why don't you have in, just your instrumentals playing and you rapping over it? Like what? I thought we were doing better. I thought it was better than this. You know, but you doing typical rap stuff. You you might as well be at an open mic. You know, I'm not, I can't, I, some stuff I just can't settle for. And uh, I didn't pay $20 for me to hear you rap over the damn song that I just purchased. I need a, I need a live performance. Bring that. Okay. Actually, this is the last question. Okay. And we kind of covered some of this in the first question. All right. What should you look for in a manager or team member when building your inner circle? One word I have for you before Spain answer. Trust. Yeah. Trust. A second word. Loyal. Okay. And everything else can kind of fall in line. But trust, don't the word this money shouldn't be in there because a manager ain't supposed to be spending this. Right. So, but someone that you can trust in doing the right thing. Listen, man. And I always tell people this. Your manager does not need the same vices as you. If you get high, your manager does not need to get high. Okay. Um People who've known me over my years on this earth know I indulge in a little alcohol and a little greeny green. I have never managed an artist who can tell you they've seen that. Never. And I can name at least 10 artists I've managed. And they might say, Vince Smoke? Right. Never. I don't mix business with pleasure. Unless I'm hitting my boss, no, I'm just <laughs> and I married her, and I married her. I don't want that. I don't want that to sound bad. And I married her. Um, but no, I don't mix business with pleasure. You don't need a manager that is you are smarter than. If you ain't good with numbers, don't get your goddamn best friend who flunk math with you to be your manager. Right, right. No, fucking him. No, you don't need an alcoholic manager. It, it, now, you can't tell your manager not to drink, but the first time your manager's out drunk on the road, they got to go. Right. Your manager don't need groupies. No. Because your manager need to be getting the damn cell phones from these heifers so you don't make TMZ when she done F you to sleep. Right. <laughs> and now she want to make videos. I knocked him out. I put it on. <laughs> no. Your manager need to be the lamest, most responsible person you know. Right. Right. Even if they, and, and, and I'm not calling myself lame. I'm saying I wasn't on the road for that. Your manager's job is not to be, if your manager gets on stage and wasn't needed, because I was on stage a lot, but I was doing a job. Right. DJ. I was never, I had an artist ask me to be his hype man. No, I'm not being your goddamn hype man. 
I'll be your hype man if I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, if I'm back there playing the music, I'm going to beef up the vocals. Right. That's a DJ's job. But to say, hey, man, just come out here and hype man with me. No, 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 no. No, I'm, I, I'm not doing that. Because, number one, that's not the hat I want to wear. Number two, I don't think, I think the manager should be viewed in this light and the artist is viewed in this light. And when those lines cross, it gets very, very blurry. If you're an artist and you rap, your manager don't need to rap. No. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a definite. Matter of fact, he don't really need to be done rapped. But some, some former rappers are getting to man. Make sure he has no aspirations. Hey, y'all, let me jump on that one. No, no, no. Hell no. No, no. Now, being a former rapper, he knows things about the business. Make sure it's all out there system. When you're creating an inner circle, to me, it's like yin and yang. Get the people that balance you. I say the same thing about marriage. Get the people that balance you. If you if you are bouncing checks and your wife are bouncing checks, y'all doomed. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't pay bills on time and she don't pay bills on time, y'all doomed. Find someone that balances you out when it comes to your circle, period. Right. Find someone that does different things. Find someone that likes social media. I hear too many artists in the country where man, I don't really do that social media thing. Well, you need to be goddamn finding somebody that do. That's true. And if, if you don't, you need to be grooming somebody, your, your child or something. Or, or reading on it so you can eventually learn it. Let me tell you somebody to me. The, the To me, in the history of entertainment, who is a major inspiration for me when it comes to creating machines. Because all this stuff is a machine. Jesse B is a machine. West 10 is a machine. Coca is a machine. Now, it's your job to put in pieces to make this machine or business go correctly. To me, LeBron James, to me, when it comes to modern time entertainment, is the best. LeBron James took his five closest people and empowered them. He sent one to culinary art school. Mm-hmm. That way he doesn't have to hire a chef. He, okay. sent, he sent one to um, school to become an agent. That way, now, when you hear the name Rich Paul, know that's LeBron James' best friend. He now manages Adele. Okay. When you hear the name Maverick Carter, that's LeBron James' best friend who now runs his film company. Okay. You know, you can't, LeBron James, now, and all these people played on the basketball team with LeBron, but he, they knew they weren't going to the league. He put them in position to empower them to create longevity, not only for him after his career is over, but he had people in place to move and shape to create more opportunities for him. That's what you need when creating an inner circle. People that have other interests that can help strengthen the business. If everybody mm-hmm. in your crew is worried about lyrics, then y'all just going to be some rapping asses. Broke rapping asses. Yes. Yeah. Hey, man, if you don't, if, if no one in your crew likes social media, find the person who likes social media the most out of all of y'all and say, hey, man, I noticed you be on this shit more than us. And I really need someone to be part of this. 
get their buy-in. Say, hey, man, you want the new iPhone 13? I got you. Right, 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 right. But find people who have other interests. If all your friends are interested in the same shit, man, they're no good. I'm not saying they can't be your friend, but they're no good for the business. None. Because you want longevity. So to me, find someone you can trust. Find someone that's loyal. And also, as an artist, as your career progresses, you also got to be loyal back. And what I mean by that is, and I'm this is some personal shit. <laughs> your manager makes at most 20%. Right. If your managers see another artist on the road that they can bring into the fold, allow them to. Because they can't raise their life and their family on just your 20%. And your, 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 and your 20% is based off of you getting $1,000 a show. Yes. So he's getting 200 You got and, and And you are only doing five, 10 shows a, a, a month. Let's just say five, because I don't see a lot of y'all moving that like that unless y'all doing a tour. So five shows a month, he just okay. made $1,000. That's how you expect your manager to eat off of $1,000. And he got um, other mouths to feed. And you want him at your beck and call. You want to be able to call your manager. Hey, man, what, 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 what. Right. Bro, I'll take care as soon as I get off work. Right. He's still at work. Right, right. Because he made $1,000. But right. you made, what, 800 times five. Yeah. I'm just saying. So that's when you show your loyalty back by saying, hey, you like this artist over here? Let me invest in the management company. I'll be a silent partner, but let me put you in position to build a management company. Because guess what? That gives you an avenue when you're tired of rapping. That gives you a chance to, hey, I like that guy over here. Let's bring them in too. We're trying to build big business. That's why you see these people create labels. Because yes. they cannot rap all day, every day. But you got to figure out money sources when, when your album's not selling, when you're not just popping. So you're creating residual income, big business, and you got to be loyal to each other. It can't just be about you. It can't just, that's just my personal opinion. It needs to be loyal about the business. You can be loyal yes. to the business. That the is success fine. of the brand. You know, now if your manager's like, man, let's get this person there, F up, then like, no, that's going to be bad for the brand. You know, that's just, that's, that's my thing. Choose wisely. But choose people that bring things to the table. Even if it's not finances, choose people that bring smarts. Um, if you're late all the time, man, you need to get your more, your personal assistant should be the person who is punctual. Right. Gonna wake your ass up. You know, when I was on the road, sometimes we would have a show that we didn't get off stage at three in the morning. We get back to the room at, at 4.30. Our flight is leaving at seven. My, my artist couldn't depend on me. They, shit, if I go to sleep, it's a wrap. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I got to wake them. They going to sleep. So they needed a manager who's willing to sacrifice. Say, man, shit, I can't. If I'm going to go to sleep, I'm going I'm to doze off in this chair with this alarm. I, I slept plenty of nights in chairs by the alarm because I just didn't want to get too comfortable and go into that deep sleep. Gotcha. So, you know, find someone that you can trust. If it's a parent, a big brother, someone who wants you to win 
because they care, but they're also invested. Now, that would be my answer. Now, your answer might be different. I, well, I was going to say experience, but sometimes, especially over here in this space, there's not a lot of experience here. And then the experience that, that are out, that's, that's out here isn't stellar. It isn't industry experience. It is country rap experience. Like, but as, as the country rap grows, the genre is going to start experiencing more music industry stuff happening to it versus country rap stuff. So the level of experience is going to have to, you know, grow to uh, be more professional. I'm, I don't know, I agree with everything that you just said. Like, I, all of that is relative. They just, they got to, I mean, out of all of that, I, I would probably say trust would be the biggest part in there. Like, for you to trust your manager. Like, let if you're going to allow them to, you got to allow them to do the job. And I've had many a jobs where I was getting paid for a position and there were people that were paying me to do the job would not allow me to do my job because they did not know what my job was. So there was a constant question of what do you do? I would do a lot more if you get out of my way and let me do my job. So if you are going to put people in places to be able to facilitate things, get out of their way and let them do it. Because if, if not, then you really don't need them. It's, it's just you treading water and you trying to figure out what is next and best for you while having people around you for whatever reason. That, that makes no sense. Like it, it, we, gotta, we gotta be more strategic with our time because our time is money and we're, we're not making a lot of it over here, but we're trying to get enough of the pie to where we're feeding our families. So, so do what makes sense with you guys in your heart, but also in your spirit. Whatever you're comfortable with, um, morally, then then stick to those foundations. Agreed. All right, man. Um, tell the people how to send questions. Um, we we periodically on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter we'll put out a we're at, we're accepting questions. We're going to do a, a an AMA, well, ask me anything type of thing, and that is when you would submit it but if we don't put one out you, you're more than welcome to just send over a question you got any questions just inbox us in one of our social media outlets uh our personals or the country rep report uh across whatever platform like inbox us and we'll put it in an episode if you send us the question we will answer the question if you don't want to be uh notified no if you don't want people to know who sent the question then inbox it if you don't care about you know, knowing that you are asking questions and you can put it in the comments of whatever that we're putting out there. But we're, we're, whenever you got the, an inkling of a question, just send it over and we'll put it in the next episode. All right. Um, hopefully we have entertained, educated and enlightened you when it comes to um, elements of the business. The management thing is something that's very near and dear to my heart because I think, um, I, like, I look at a lot of artists who were successful and changed management teams and their career went right. Um, and I'm gonna say this. I'm definitely gonna say this. Um, like managers with notoriety. Um, a manager job when they're trying to get you is to sell themselves. So they're gonna always make themselves the next best manager to discovering prints. Right. But you got to. It's okay to ask them their body of work. It's just like a, because think, if someone's coming to you asking to manage, 
ask them what they've done. They should be able to present some form of resume or hell, we got social media out here. Shit. You know, or I mean, they're just they they should be able to if they hey, if it's someone's a big who you manage. Well, shit, I can just, you know what, take my phone and take a picture on my walls and show you some of the things that I've gotten that you don't get from just hanging out at the mall. Right. Or um, sitting around smoking with friends. You know, or, you know, hell, I can send documentation. I'm just saying a manager should also have to somewhat prove their worth and, and show that they deserve to be in your circle to help enhance your career. But I stand behind this. And there are probably some people who will watch this video and be pissed. Anything over 20% to me is absurd. And I've seen managers getting 50. Well, there's different type of management deals now. If it's a if it's a 360, then the manager's doing more than managerial stuff. So they they kind of deserve a little bit more than 20% because then most of their managers are also. Do you running think a manager should get 50? If I'm running the label. All right. Now, I'm glad you said that. Me, personally, my management team cannot be part of the label. I'm okay with the 360 deal. Because, I, again, this the management has the artist's best interest at heart. Not just the artist as a brand, but also the brand of the label that the artist owns or is on. Right, well, so I, I, I would, I'm okay with that. All right, I'm, all right, let me put it like this. If... I signed to Hollywood. That's a good I, analogy because I had a dream the other day that I was managing or running Hollywood. No okay. lie. And no lie. And I was I talked to Heather about it. If I was managing Hollywood, no, if I had an artist who just signed with Hollywood, oh, let me rewind. I signed with Hollywood as an artist. Mm-hmm. Hollywood cannot give me a manager. No. Oh no, that's a hell no. That is an absolute no, 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 no. That is a no, 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 no. Never accept management, legal, accounting. You never accept them three from the from the label because the the numbers get skewed so much from these three people. These three people need to be your people because they need to be checking the label. <laughs> they need to make sure that legal is done right. They need to make sure that them numbers. You know, ain't no decimals missing here or there. Like, no, 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 no. Yes, I agree with that now. I a little, agree hip, a little hip-hop history for you. Rap-A-Lot Records, which is considered one of the... I just had a dream about them, too. Because we Rap-a-Lot? were talking... Bro, we're trying to do some stuff with Charles in Houston. And yes, that was... Okay. Yeah, ain't, now, ain't I, nobody I, ran ran Texas since Rap-A-Lot. Okay. Rap-A-Lot Records, every artist on Rap-A-Lot Records was signed to JAS management. You can go back, I don't know, look at the credit. I don't know how to find credits. They'll find an old CD or something. Every artist on Rap-A-Lot Records was on JAS management. Now, for those who don't know, JAS management is the abbreviation of James A. Smith. If you don't know who James A. Smith is, maybe you've heard the name J. Prince. Okay? Every artist signed to Rap-A-Lot had to sign to JAS management. Now, I would like for everyone, this is your homework. Find a successful artist who was on Rap-A-Lot who had success after they left Rap-A-Lot. I'll wait. Okay. 
It's just not a good look. When you're unhappy, your management team, who is probably getting paid, who's getting paid from the label, why are they going to make you happy when when you go, they're going to still be there. They still got a job. So you need someone that's going to go in there and fight for you. Agreed. So, no, don't be – no, don't – no, hell no. Don't let nobody appoint you no manager. Well, I know this guy that – no, you don't. No. Dude, I'm glad you know him because I don't need to because yeah. I'm good, fam. So, and and if you sound like you got a manager, yes, I do. Even if you don't, yes, I do. Yeah, that's true. You, you got, got an man- attorney? Yes, I yes, do. Yes, you do. Yes. You, you got, got an accountant? Account? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. My, my cousin, them, she she do it. Yes. Yeah. You always got somebody. Even if you got a back pedal. Even if you got, Mama, these folks asking me, do I got a man? Right. Well, you Mama, know. Mama, need, Mama need to be like, well, you need to hit up Country Rap Report. You know, they got your back. Yeah. Don't, don't know. Do not allow all the, the eggs in the same basket because it's just not going to work when there's some type of communication breakdown. Okay. You need that person to go. When you pissed off, you need that person going with their ass on their chest like, hey, we ain't seen a Rogers statement. Right. I need y'all to open up them books. Now. <laughs> we need an audit ASAP. Mention but, audit. Some shit gets done immediately when they, you start mentioning audits. Yeah. Audits and lawyers. Yeah. Those words are, are, are like allergics. <laughs> like, oh, somebody's going to lose sleep. So, um, hopefully we've um, gave y'all information that y'all can go on into the world and 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 do. I like these shows. Yeah, I these like shows are, are um, hey, like these are consultations. We're giving y'all free stuff. This is free game for real. See, this is the show where we need that country rap report cash out. <laughs> <laughs> this is that. This is free game. This is where. This is where. We should have an overabundance of T-shirts, stickers, CDs, whiskey. This, this, that, this, that. Right. This is what, oh man, let me send something to these folks. These folks refuse my video for free. Man, boy, I just, I, boy, these, I was about to sign with hang them out the window records if you want me. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just saying. Understand the value in this shit. And I love the thank yous. And right. I love the, man, y'all doing so much. But hey, man. I like t-shirts too. Mm-hmm. I definitely like whiskey. <laughs> All right, please, please, countryrightreport.com. Visit it. Love it. Like it. Get to know it. Subscribe. Get the subscription up. Get the likes up. All right. From now on, if y'all coming in and chat with us 10 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, and if it's 30 of y'all in the chat, it need to be at least 27 likes. All right. I don't understand how we have all these people in the live chat and then the like it'd be like three. The fuck? Y'all like be, talking to us? Let's just be there looking. When you come in, you wipe your feet. That's <laughs> the like button. When you walk in, you hit the like button. Then you talk. Good morning, right. sir, ma'am, Heather. But you hit that like button. God, Lee, we're trying to get into the algorithm. Hit the like button and comment, all that. And y'all stop going back, watching the damn videos, not saying shit. Watch the video and don't even leave no comment. Say we suck something. Right. Let's move this algorithm alone. Get this dialogue going. I'm starting to feel like 
a side chick. You what? just hit me and ain't telling nobody. <laughs> the kind of shit is that? I'm just saying. I love y'all. I want y'all to love me back. Right. You know, I'm out here telling my friends I like country rap. They like what? Wait, what you is done, You done chained up, ain't you? <laughs> you done sold out, boy. <laughs> Big, I seen you on the internet with a cowboy hat. You riding down the street, bumping and look at them dudes. Hey, come <laughs> on, man. Hit the like button, man. True. This show, y'all also help. Y'all also are the driving force of this show getting popular. Y'all are the driving. We need y'all just as much as y'all need us. Yes. So if you are a rapper, artist, entertainer, whatever, and you know people, tell them. If you, hey man, y'all come in. We have a, man, we got to meet one of the latest chats in the mornings. Yeah. Tell some people. Bring them on in. For real, for real. Like, we cannot be treating each other like side chicks. If we, hey, we're talking about your music to everybody that watch, then talk about us to everybody that got ears. Because guess what? People will go back and watch old content, and you're on some of that old content. Yep. We so, about man, we got, we got to create a chain of discussing and talking about, you know, no disrespect. I was watching a live. I'm not going to say it. It's, it's nothing bad about the live. But in this live, they were talking about Simba TV. It was an Instagram live. Mm-hmm. A reactor was doing an Instagram live, mm-hmm. talking to an artist that we've interviewed, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Simba TV. Okay. And how he's he's done so much for the genre. This and I'm not hating on Simba TV because he's done a lot. But I'm like, and then when I look, guess who was in the live? Simba. Somebody tagged him. He done jumped in. Salute <laughs> you, God. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, God damn, did they not just, that they not got his meeting name out? And I'm just saying, that's what we need too. In the meeting them out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, let people know, man. Let people Bobby. know. That's the only way to make this thing bigger. And if you're an artist, you should want this. You should be like, man, last time I watched the show, they got this many views. I got another video coming out in six months. Hopefully, their views done double. But right. you can be part of helping double. Don't be like, oh, well, shit, they ain't talking about me, so I ain't stunning. No. Right. Right. You're part of the genre. So grows the genre, so grow you. You're not going to be the only country rapper to go platinum. Shit, it don't even work that way. So it's, it's reminding me. A, a person who a lot of y'all might not like, Hillary Clinton said it takes a village. It takes a village to raise them up. So it takes a village. All right, man, we need y'all help. Just like, you know, hopefully these things are bringing some enlightenment to you guys. That's all I got. Um, as of taping right now, The Brave is still number one on iTunes. It's been number one since it came out. They dropped should, it early? This should be a number one record. No, it came out on the fourth. I thought they it came out on the eighth. Uh, this should be a number one record. He's beating King Vaughn, the baby, and uh, NBA Young Boy, Triple E. Some that's some new stuff. That's some heat, and they they are still number one. Uh, they were just on Lord Trump's podcast. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, we're making the rounds then. Okay, okay. Yep, um, they both were on Laura Trump's podcast. So yeah, they're definitely promoting this project, doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, I, I was this close to order, ordering a physical copy. Uh, okay. They were selling limited edition autographed physical copies. They're also beating KRS-One, Kodak Black, and now, damn, now I've been running 20 years. Now that's what I call music. You remember them? The compilation yeah. folks? Yeah. Uh, damn, bro. This is a major feat for the genre. What are they on the hip hop charts? This number one. Okay, they're number one in the all charts. So, so that, that's that in itself is amazing for you to be number one all charts, all genres. Hey Amen. In all genres, I'm mean going to cut you off. Um, any they beating Dolly Parton, Mark Anthony, and Avril Lavigne. All of them just dropped new, new uh, and Tears for Fears. All of them just dropped new projects, and they're still beating them with a higher-priced album at $13.99. Wow. Maybe we can get them looks for the genre this year with these two. Maybe. Well, maybe Tom, maybe Adam's not retiring. You, I told you, with, nothing says I ain't ready to retire better than money. And the look that he's going to get from this will make him be like, you know, maybe I should drop another album later on this year, uh, just to whet my appetite. You know, maybe I can drop an album right before I say I'm getting ready to run for president, or that could be a part of my campaign. Um, you know, a cow for president—that'd be the name of the album. I don't know, but it, this is definitely a way that he can spend more money out of this if he's thinking strategically. All right, ladies and boys and girls, Country Rap Report. This has been another episode of MIP, the Music Industry Playbook. The fresh out the inbox edition, yes. All right, y'all get those questions in. Um, exactly. anything y'all want to talk about from wardrobe to sponsorship to hitting the dancers. Oh my god, that's a, you know that's one of my pet peeves, bro. I just said that because I, I know <laughs> boy, that one right. That's a whole nother topic. That's a show by itself. Ooh. So look, man. Hey man, hopefully again, man. We're gonna keep them coming. Y'all keep the questions coming, please. Every form of social media make sure you guys follow on tiktok y'all follow us on tiktok shit we got tiktok huh we got a tiktok yes okay my bad i didn't know we had a tiktok you did no i did not i don't have tiktok on my phone i'm i'm switching over to a newer iphone this month so i'll i'll have all that stuff on that phone i don't have it on this phone we have a twitter I don't have, I can't log into my Twitter. It just pushes it from Instagram. I can't get in it. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't go on the Twitter because, um, yeah, I don't go on the Twitter. Not okay. our Twitter. I just don't go on Twitter. Okay. Because okay. at some point in time, my Twitter timeline became Pornhub. By I don't know. I just know every time I go on Twitter, I'm like, oh, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> Why is too too cute on there? Oh, <laughs> yeah! I didn't. I didn't know. No one told me that Twitter became adult content heavy. So I don't yeah. even. I don't even. I don't remember following these people. I just know right now if I open up my Twitter and turn to this phone, you can be like, "What? What you got right there?" <laughs> and I don't know. Shouts out to Tutu Q. Yeah. Oh, Shout out. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, country rap report. Your boy Big XL. It's your dude, Spank. We'll see y'all next time, man. Y'all be. All right, y'all.
Peace.